Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we are going to be learning the seventh and last Aliyah in Parshas Ekev. This is a short Aliyah of Oni for Psukim and it constitutes its Maftir as well. It is Perigud Aleph, Pasuk of Beis to Chav Hey. The main idea is the reward of listening to Hashem and cleaving to Hashem. The basic summary is Hashem says to us that if you keep all the mitzvahs and you love Hashem your God and go in His ways and cleave to Him, then Hashem will bring out the, to conquer the nations in front of you, make it easier to get into the land of Israel. And any place you walk upon in the, in the de- from the desert to the Lebanon, from the river to the sea, um, a phrase which some other co- others have corrupted in today's day and age, um, will be your borders. So if you want to know where the river and the sea comes from, it's about where the land of the Jews is, as in the Bible. No person will stand in front of you, Hashem says, you will, um, you, your fear will precede you in the land you enter. So uh, just a few basic points to ponder. It's a very, very short aliyah. And that is number one is how does a person cleave to Hashem? After all, one of the descriptions of Hashem in this very parasha is Eish Ochlohu. He is a consuming fire. How does one attach oneself to a, an intangible being, the infinite? How is one able to do that? Rashi says you have to cleave to his students and teachers. You want to see an expression of God in this world, hopefully? You're going to look at the people who represent his values. Ch- attach yourself to those people and you are attaching yourself to the divine presence. The Svorna, Rav Avadya Svorna, has a different perspective, and he says it is to approximate the kind of things that Hashem would want you to do. Now, that's a little bit of a dangerous idea because no doubt most people doing all kinds of things which are good and evil are saying that that's what God wanted them to do. Um, But the truth be told is that in order for a person to really know what they are supposed to be doing, they need to be educated as to what they're supposed to be doing. So it doesn't help to say, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Jew at heart, or this is what God would want, if you haven't really studied what God really wants. So unless you really know Tanakh and the Torah Shabbat Peh, the, the Talmud, it's very hard to say you know what God wants. We, we try and we get advice from people who do know that, who would guide us through that cultural experience of the written and the oral law as to what God would want. But it's that that's what we're trying to be doing. It's interesting. Sometimes when people ask questions of sages or rabbis and they want to, they, if they feel the rabbi or is, is really the, you know, the rule maker and is making it difficult for them or making it easy for them. And you know, the truth is that's not the case at all. The rabbi is simply the facilitator who has a lot of the coach on the side who has the information and is saying, I imagine this is what God, and I know what this is what God wants in this particular situation as is codified in our tradition. Now it's up to you because you have a relationship with God Almighty to work that out in your relationship with Him because that's your business. But you can ask me advice as to what would be the case in that particular situation, but it's your relationship with God. So the Dov Kabbalah means to say is knowing what Hashem would want. Sometimes you need a little bit of advice as to what Hashem may want in this particular situation. The Ramban gives a third possibility and the Ramban says it's for a person to be constantly meditating on God all the time. It means that in the back of a person's mind, there's a latent awareness of godliness wherever they go. There's a sort of basic mitzvah in there, the basic contemplation. Wherever they go, that God's with them. And they, with that kind of mitzvah, with that kind of experience, it's very hard to live life in an angry or egotistical way because God is constantly there. Another question is, how big are the borders described in Saleh? You'll notice that they're pretty expansive because it even talks about the Nahar Pras, the Euphrates River, which is way north. So it must be that, 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 uh, that we're talking about a time that, as the Oznayim Torah points out, which is going to be in the future when Mashiach will come. That's when this, the borders will expand to such a point, even beyond the borders described in Parshas Mas'eh. It is interesting to note, though, that at the same, at the same time, um, this must be done when it is all of you together listening to the mitzvahs of Hashem. So when will Mashiach come? It will come at such a point. But 
you need to be doing it in plural, as opposed to what's called kivush yachid, when let's say an individual or a group of individuals goes and conquers a particular territory, like David HaMelech in Sefer Shmuel Beis, who conquers Damascus and Aleppo, um, and at that point in time, that is not considered Israel proper because it was without the consent of the Sanhedrin, it was considered a kivush yachid. So all of this is at a futuristic time at a time where the Messiah of Hashem, when the Mashiach Hashem is there and it is done with all of Israel together, that's where the land of Israel will expand to the territories described here. With this, we close Parshas Akev. Have a wonderful, meaningful day and a great Shabbos.